Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 268 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, the first time ever, an all-star edition of Sack King's Therapy. Um, so the first when we first started this, um, oh actually before we have, I get all my tension, I let's introduce Fall because it's gonna be like five <laughs> minutes before he gets to introduce himself. Introduce okay. yourself, sir. Hello. Yeah, so we started Sack King's Therapy right, basically right before the pandemic. Um, so at that point, we did have Buddy, but it was after the All-Star break. So we did not, I don't think we talked about him winning the three-point contest. And then the last two years, so the pandemic year, of course, uh, no fans. Uh, I don't think anyone was at the, there wasn't a Rising Stars game. And then last year, Davion Mitchell was supposed to be in the Rising Stars game, but was injured and Tyrese if you guys didn't know, was traded to uh, was traded to Indiana and Sacramento burned to the ground and was never relevant again. Uh, so this year, first time ever, you know, two All-Stars. You got uh, Keegan in the Rising Stars. You had um, Kevin Herter in the three-point contest. And, uh, I mean, Keegan did well, I thought. Um, Kata uh, actually played well on, on the Sunday morning game. I forgot what that game is called. Like I think it's called the next up, the G League next up. He did well. Um, the other guys f- range from doing nothing to doing really, really bad. Um, well, we'll start with Keegan. Keegan did hit the game winner in the first Rising Stars challenge. I don't think he hit another shot in the second game. Uh, do you remember? I didn't. I don't think he uh, was in at all, if I remember correctly. Or he, he, I, he I missed the second game. That's why. So, yeah, I, I don't remember much from that second game, to be honest, with Keegan, because the bot score shows that. Didn't, yeah, I don't think he did anything, to be honest. Yeah, he he was. I thought he was okay in the first game. I think he was over four, but he did hit the game winner, or so one for five, but. Uh, the, the thought I had was like, why is Jose Alvarado <laughs> have the ball so much? But hey, man got man hit a game winner, won the MVP. You know, congratulations to him, a guy that really did work his ass off to make a roster. And you know, like congratulations to Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado. <laughs> yeah, congrats to him. Uh, okay, well, let's get to the next night where it was the three point competition. We didn't have anyone in the skills challenge, which I heard was awful. Uh, we didn't we didn't have anyone in the dunk contest. That was good, I thought. But in the three point contest, it was a good good contest for former kings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Tyrese, thirty one points in the first round. Buddy wasn't exactly far behind him, and uh, Damian Lillard was the winner. But uh, so. The other was it? Yeah, the other three guys: Tyler Hero, Julius Randle, and Kevin Herter. And yeah, Lowry Marketed was the other one. So out of so three of those guys, it started with Tyler Hero. That was kind of when the competition started to kind of fall off a cliff. And you know, he only scored eighteen and didn't finish his rack. Then it was Julius Randle, and, and you know, he ended up I think with thirteen points. And I was like, why is he in the competition? <laughs> like, you have so many other options. You have like, you know, a lot of people were clamoring for Isaiah Joe. Uh, some people were clamoring for Damian Lee. Hell, Keegan Murray, he's right there. Why not him? Why Julius Randle? It's an embarrassment. He only scored 13 points. What an embarrassment. Oh, boy. It somehow got worse. <laughs> Kevin Herter only scores eight points in this new format, no less. Like, just could not find his range. Just maybe it was maybe it was jitters. Maybe it was just he was nervous. But, yeah, eight points. Somehow... You know, pr- almost half of half the points of what Julius Randle did, and just not a great night for 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 Kevin Herter there. Yeah, it seems like his spot up shooting isn't there. <laughs> I mean, I th- I guess we need more shots off the dribble, maybe. But yeah, he just picked up the ball and it clinked the rim like I don't know, pretty much most of his shots. Uh, B-Ball Breakdown did do a video just kind of breaking down like the shooting mechanics of everyone in three-point contest. You know, everyone go check that out when you have a chance. He did notice that Kevin Herter has a very, very low arc. It's like it's like the lowest of the competition. And, you know, weirdly enough, like usually when shooters miss, it's always short. Kevin's were a lot. A lot of them were long. So, you know, it, it could be just jitters. Like, I don't really take it as really anything a lot of people were making jokes like oh he's saving all his sh- mates for uh for uh, when the kings make the playoffs 
hopefully he does because honestly he's been pretty he's not been bad by any means but if you could pull up like what he's been shooting month by month like he's been cool he's been cooling down through most of the season and you know out other than the last game against phoenix he really hasn't shot well for a while yeah i mean it's really it's just we shouldn't be worried too much about this i mean it's mostly on the court and you know when games matter that's when it should uh you know matter <laughs> but in a three-point contest like this i mean it, win or lose i mean i don't really care to be honest yeah it, it really it really doesn't and you know it, it is a weird way to shoot you're actually like taking the ball off the racks as opposed to having someone you know pass it to you or as you said off the dribble so it's a weird format. Doesn't it is not the end all be all. Hopefully, you know he just. Hopefully, he kind of you know heats up like you know to end the season because honestly, the Kings are going to need it. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, month by month. So the first season where he was you know smoking hot, fifty three percent from three, forty one percent in December, and then in January thirty seven percent, and in February. Oh, okay. So I read that wrong. I read that wrong. Sorry. October, he was 53. Um, November, he was 41. December, 37. Um, January, 37. And February, he's been 28%. He's been pretty mm. bad from three as of late. But I think I think he will find his rhythm again. It, it is it, it just seems like everyone goes to a cold streak with the Kings. Like, remember when Keegan Murray couldn't hit a shot to save his life? Yeah, I mean... With uh, the rest that we're getting this, uh, you know, all-star break, I'm hoping that we'll find some rejuvenation when, uh, you know, we come back and uh, play some games. Uh, moving on to the slam dunk contest. No one was, no one of the Kings was on there. Although, like, I don't I don't think he got invited was probably why, but like Chemezi Metsu, I thought maybe should have been here. Like Malik Monk, I think would have thought about it had he not gotten injured. But like, you know what? I enjoyed the I enjoyed the slam dunk contest this year. What, what about you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I always say this, but it, it cannot. No dunk contest can outbeat the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, in my opinion. But this dunk contest this year seemed pretty. It's intriguing, I could say. They you need stars like you need John Morant, you need Zion Williamson, and you're you're. They're just not going to do it. So, like, it's hard to ever beat them. But, hell, Matt McClung tried to. Like, Matt McClung was nice. Like, Josiah Johnson tweeted out when Matt Mc... Like, white America, when Matt McClung made those dunks, he did this for white America. Like, he really (laughs) did. He is the hero that white America needs. Because he put on a show. Like, you know, the was that the 540 or the 720 he did at the end? Mm -hmm. The, The one dunk where he jumped over the guy bounced it off the backboard and then reversed it just some crazy ass shit and you know like he's an amazing dunker and he 1000 percent deserves like you know to win this one and you know now we know who matt mcclone is yeah the one thing i did like about uh his dunks were all of them were pretty much um I guess different, you could say it's 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 kind of fresh in terms of you know what we're used to in the previous dunk contest. And on the first try too, like there's no like double takes or anything on the first try. That like that unfortunately just is you got to give credit to people who can do it on the first try now. <laughs> oh yeah, how how tall is he? He doesn't seem like a he's tall six guy two. Too. He's six two, it said, but he looks five eleven to me. Mm. <laughs> and apparently one he won 100k for the dunk contest he's earned 100 108k in his entire career so congratulations to him get take get, oh. get that bag oh that's that's an interesting stat i guess it, okay so let, moving on like jericho sims now he, he i thought his dunks were really good granted i wish he would do a different one other than just put his elbows through the first time was really cool Unfortunately, just because he's 6'11", it just does not look as cool. And he's also not a guy that can sell the dunk as well as, you know, other people can. But I I thought his dunks were amazing. Like the second one where his head was like way above the rim. Like it was really impressive, but he didn't sell it. He's 6'11". So everyone was just like, oh, okay. But 
I gotta I gotta show Jericho Sim some love, man. That was that's that's hard. Yeah, I would say so too. <clears throat> My first thought when you mentioned Chemezi Matusha being in a dunk contest was we haven't seen much of a variety of dunks from Chemezi unless you know he has something in the bag that we haven't seen. So I would expect something similar if you know Chemezi were in the dunk contest like Jericho Sims. Well, the thing is, I well, like Mezzi's six eight, like that's that's a big difference. Like, you know, Jericho Sims, I think, is six ten, six eleven. He looks like a big dude. Mezzi, mm-hmm. for the most part, like this is not like an insult. He's too small, like in, in a good way. Like he, I'm pretty sure, like Mezzi can get up and like he can probably do some crazy windmill, some you know under under the ass, like the Aaron Gordon type. I feel like that he has that in his bag, but you know. I one of these days, like you know, if you want to revive the dunk contest, why not put Chemezi Metsu in there? Yeah, maybe the NBA will find some random uh, players throughout the week to uh, be in the dunk contest because this is, I would say, for the most part, most of the players I don't really know much about uh, from the league, except probably um, what you might call it, uh, Trey Murphy. That's pretty much the only guy out of the three I know the most. You need at least one star. Like, you need, like, one real star. And, like, Matt McClung says he wants to do it next year. Let's oh. get a star. Let's get Anthony Edwards. Let's get Ja. Let's get Zion in there. Somebody's got to get in there. Aaron Gordon, stop, stop like, being stop being a little bitch about this. <laughs> like, you're, he was threatening, like, saying, hey, if you guys put me in the All-Star game, I'll do it. Bitch, please. No, we're not putting you in the All-Star game. Just do it. <sighs> stay, in your lane, stay in your lane on that one. Maybe they need to raise that uh, prize money a little more. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, players would give a shit. Yeah, we'll talk about another game that might need a, might need a monetary award. But uh, also, man, Carl Malone, some hating ass scores. Like he gave out so many forty fives. It was it was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it kind of fluctuated a little too much. I forgot who else uh, gave a forty nine to uh, Matt McClung. Uh, what was her name? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't uh, even know. I just I knew Carmelo was on the panel, and yeah, boy, that was a lot of Carmelo talk uh, on Twitter for better or for worse. Mm. I mean, this has been a well-known fact for many years. It's just all of a sudden, you know, brought back to light. You know, I decided actually, like, just to see like what the story is. The story is actually really bad because, it's, yeah, yeah, impregnated her when she was twelve, when he was twenty. And then, yeah. and then, like, fought tooth and nail to prove that it wasn't him. Now, the, apparently, it wasn't conclusive. The court documents say there is a ninety-nine percent match, basically, yeah. and like the father is either Carmelo's brother or it's Carmelo. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty damning to say the least. And you know, he's not addressing it. He's a guy that lays low, so like, he's not a guy that that is in the spotlight much, for better or for worse. And uh, yeah, the way that they just decided to just kind of showcase them this uh, all-star weekend. And, you know, granted, I get it. Like Kareem, um, LeBron, and uh, Carl, you know, you, you got to show love to the legends. But, you know, someone with a ch- that checkered of a pass just and with the NBA, like being the kind of, you know, m- you know, holding the moral high ground a lot of the time, like doing this was jarring to say the least yeah i mean not gonna lie it's probably sadly enough it's gonna be forgotten again and it's gonna be brought up again sometime in the future and it's just gonna be a recurring cycle i feel i did have a friend that just like said like oh there's kareem and then there's who who's number three so like not a lot of people know who he is so yeah it'll probably just be forgotten within time Mm. oh surprisingly not many people know who he is yeah, not, not many people know who he is. And, you know, co- you know, like, it, in line with that, like, not many people know about this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now, it's quick, just a quick few notes on the All-Star game. Like, they show the Carmelo stuff. It, it is what it is. I, I loved Jokic in the All-Star game. You talk about a guy who refused to give a shit. Kyrie kept throwing him lobs, and he refused to jump for it. It is it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've seen. Yeah, and same goes for the defense all around again. 
because it did get fun towards the end but like the, the deficit was so low that i or so large that i never really thought the uh, team lebron had a chance and so that gets to my question like do you think the all-star game needs to be fixed somehow like is there a solution to fix this god-awful ex- exhibition game now i'm not gonna lie i thought it was fixed when the first year that they started doing uh charity events for the all-star they did where, it for kobe they didn't yeah. do it for charity they did it for kobe uh, <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> yeah they did for kobe but it also was one of the first times they also started a charity event as well so i thought you know it'll you know continue on with the usual self with uh you know teens uh you know competing against each other for their own charity but i mean at the end of the day one of them is going to get the money, of course, and the other will, of course, get, you know, some money. And, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know how to fix it, to be honest, because none of these guys seem what to want to play. They just want to, you know, rest, have fun, play around. And, uh, I mean, they're not really, it feels like they're not competing for something. They're just doing it just doing it to be honest so i i have a solution here that literally just came up with okay okay since since we know since we know that players don't give a shit about charity they don't give a shit about these damn kids you know they're like taking after michael jordan fuck them kids the winner okay so let me let me uh, this actually this actually doesn't work as well but let's just say Whoever, whichever side wins, their team gets five, their team gets plus five wins. And granted, that won't work, but you'll have to work out the kinks. But let's whoever wins and whoever I guess contributes most to the game gets five wins, extra wins to their team. That'll get them motivated. Or you can just give them money. Honestly, the NBA can afford it. One million dollars to each player. You guys can afford it. So it's either extra wins for their team. Mm-hmm. or one million dollars one million dollars for being mvp or for the team for, for the team for the team each per each player gets one million dollars you split it it's probably not going to be yeah. it's not going to be enough but, <laughs> that's that's know. nothing to them and you know that that'll give some competitive juice the jason tatum and J- Jalen brown stuff was fun like that yeah. that's two teammates going at it part of me wish like De'Aaron and like Sabonis played more or hell De'Aaron and Halliburton were, were on different teams like there's some history there there's some beef there like you know oh I thought they were in the same team they were on the same team I wish they were on separate teams oh yeah. I see what you mean um yeah I don't know I, I want to say maybe bring back East versus West but that's kind of uh I don't think that's the problem I don't yeah, know. I no. just don't. And you know, you just you gotta put something on the line, or like they're just not gonna risk injury, you know? No, they're definitely don't want to risk injury at all. And I don't think giving wins <laughs> is a really uh look, you gotta choice. motivate them somehow. You got you gotta put something on the line. And of course, you know, putting money on the line, if they even do this charity event uh from the you know near future, which they will, of course giving money to the players and less to the charity sounds pretty bad for uh the nba pr give everybody money you got money <laughs> like you about to get a new tv contract you got all the money in the world don't be yeah. talking to me about fucking money <laughs> billion I, dollar car- corporation got a penny pinch on millions of dollars fuck off i i forgot how much um what you call it the charity gets was it i think 100k if i remember right which i mean it's a lot of money don't get me wrong but like that's said, chump change yeah to the nba is chump change it should be a lot more to be competing that's matt mcclung money like that's, that's <laughs> easy that's easy money like 100k fuck off with that we support hbcu give them a measly 100k yeah yeah i don't know my money so i can talk about it however i want i mean who who knows how this is gonna be fixed it's it's gonna be the same old same old uh for times on end now uh, i mean let's see do you watch the draft before the game too uh no it's, uh, i don't oh, I, 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 well, I did re-watch the video i thought it was very pretty uninteresting to say the it, least 
No, it, the the funny part was when uh, you could hear Shaq, Chuck, and uh, Kenny oh, in the background. Oh. Okay, okay. I'll, let me say that. Let me let me talk, say something about that. That was awful. Like the way they did the sound. Like so, they ended up like having to kind of mute the sound, like a little bit, so you can hear Kenny, Kenny, Chuck, and Shaq, and then mm-hmm. you couldn't hear Ernie on the stage. No, nope. I thought it was a joke. Like, but no, that's how the broadcast was. I thought that was awful. Oh yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Ernie is always getting interrupted by these three, no matter what he does. And he was the host of the show. And he was, the I'm pretty sure, the producer of uh, the All-Star Game for uh, that day, too. Uh, like Maybe the MC or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's just, in a way, it was kind of funny that, you know, he got interrupted. But yeah, I could not hear a damn thing what Ernie was saying or what Braun was saying or Giannis was too. So yeah, I don't even know what uh Chuck and Shaq and Kenny were talking about either. They were just like mumbling and just yeah, just just got uh put a lot of confusion up in the air. Yeah, it also does show you how good Ernie is in just keeping those guys under control because a lot of people mentioned in the comments, like man, those three without Ernie is just chaos. You know, for, if you like chaos, good for you. I genuinely kind of hated it. I'll be honest. Just like at a certain point, I just wanted to hear Ernie just talk to the guys. And granted, let's be honest, Giannis and LeBron are not interesting people for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it, it might be just funnier to hear Chuck and them, but like just having to like mute one side and, you know, do the up and like to have to like mute the stays to be, be able to hear like the three. Like I thought that was just terrible production, terrible idea. I thought. Yeah. I, mean. I, I get what they were actually trying to do. They were just trying because last year, like LeBron made LeBron and KD made made their made their picks, and LeBron was trolling KD by making him trying to make him draft James Harden. That was funny. This format doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, to be honest. Uh, uh, and uh, and let, let's let let's not let like LeBron and Giannis off the hook. Be more interesting. Start some beefs, man. Like, you know, like nobody wanted to pick Lowry Market. <laughs> Lowry Market. And, you know, poor Zabonis was the second to last pick. Who uh, who did Jaron Jackson play for? Was it LeBron or uh, Giannis? LeBron. LeBron. Like, LeBron should have thrown some shots at JJJ. Like, bitch, you ain't supposed to be here. What the fuck what the fuck's this guy doing here? Who the fuck? <laughs> Like what do you what do you hear play defense? Fuck off with that shit, you know something like that. I don't know. It's just something to make it funny. Like there's there like you know you have like oh like De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest players. No, throw throw some shots, man. Make it interesting. You know I'm picking him because he's part of clutch now. Yeah, if you ain't on clutch. I ain't, I don't fuck with you. Something like that. Yeah, but you know even LeBron knew that De'Aaron's not going to play much because you know. Darren did say he was pretty uninterested in playing in the all-star game. Yeah. And you know, like some, sometimes people say like, you know, making the all-star games half the battle, making the all-star game is like 99.99% of the battle because the game itself is pretty uneventful to say the least. Yeah. I, I remember uh, what was his name? Matt George from uh, Hawthorne King say that the Sacramento Kings representation outweighs their performances in, throughout this all-star weekend. You know what? It ain't wrong. Like, I mean, like ultimately, like All Star Weekend is just a, a weekend of nothing. It's it's a it's a vacation. It really is because it's been a long season. Guys are worn out. They need this mental break. And you know, Darren just had the baby, and like he's trying to spend time with the baby, but he's got to do he got to do this bullshit. Yeah, I remember hearing in his uh, post game uh, conference that like right after he's like i'm i'm leaving i'm gonna be in sacramento by midnight the same day <laughs> a lot kenny or um what's it called chuck and shag were complaining about there's nothing to do in utah uh, i'll defend utah on this one i think i would love being in utah because like vernon maxwell is saying like there's no traffic there's nothing to do out there it was shack apparently said i've never room ordered so much room service in my life <laughs> like <laughs> You know what? I would love that because, like, I just love a chill vibe. I don't love the busy, like, traffic. This, you know, streets filled with people, like clubs and all that. That's not that's not my vibe. I'll defend Utah on that one. Mm-hmm. I would love Utah. I think. 
it'll be interesting to have in sack to be honest that j street could be hell if that were to happen and look if fucking utah and indiana get the all-star game why not sacramento mm-hmm. like you know chuck also said the same thing about sacramento like i'm gonna go to bed early well, you just went to Utah. You you're still alive. It's all good. Come to come to Sacramento. <laughs> oh yeah, just just an order pizza when you're in Utah. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good point, huh? <laughs> all right, let's uh, finish this up by talking about what happened over the weekend as well. My attention was actually split between this and uh, well, not really. They didn't happen at the same time, but uh, elimination chamber uh also happened uh saturday and i enjoyed the show it, like j- you know we'll get to the main event that was amazing but the rest of the show overall was pretty good uh, minus the bobby lashley um brock lesnar match and you know the opening match like with ronda and Shayna versus natty and natalia and uh what's her face uh shotzi that was fine enough i don't enjoy ronda all that much but like that was a fine match, but everything else was really good. Uh, well, I'll talk about one thing uh, that just caught my eye that I really like. Montez Ford was amazing in the Elimination Chamber match. Just had an incredible rally. He had some crazy ass high spots. Like there was a high spot where he dropped from top of the cage onto a bunch of people. And then he basically had the Kofi spot where he just ran wild, but then was, you know, unceremoniously eliminated um second to last but i i thought montez ford was really really good Hmm, interesting i'm gonna nod my head (laughs) as if i did watch elimination chamber (laughs) well anyways the other part is that like you know he was so good i was like he has to win the match he has to win the match but wwe loves austin theory and austin theory don't get me wrong is actually really really good but it's just like you got an you got a star right here in Montez Ford. Like pull the trigger, man. Like why do you have to push Austin Theory? That that's all I have to say. Uh, Logan Paul will uh, face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That'll probably be a good match. Austin Theory is rumored to be facing uh what's rumored to be facing John Cena. We'll see what happens with Montez Ford. But Montez Ford is a star. He he is a star in the making. You know, at a certain point, the Kings got the Kings. WWE's got to push him. That, that's just how it is. And I also, mean, it's Black History Month. Like, come on. Give, give us something. <laughs> I mean, if he got this far, I'm pretty sure WWE has something in plan for him. Uh, Look, in the Vince regime, I'll say it it doesn't mean anything sometimes. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Um, what happened to his partner, actually? is he Was he also in the match? He was not in the match. Uh, he was mm-hmm. eliminated like uh, during the qualifiers. Oh, I see. Okay, well, the main event, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. The reaction when Roman Reigns came out. I have not heard anything like that since 2011, Money in the Bank. When Roman usually comes out, there's usually, you usually hear like a, a, a quick burst of like cheers, like because he's a giant star. Fans don't get to see him all that much anymore. So like there's always going to be a really big reaction and they're usually going to be it's it's a mixed reaction but i feel like it's actually like leaning towards actually like more cheers because he's such a great character now it was all booze here like it was 100 vitriol the vitriol the hatred chanting fuck you roman as he came out oh the heat uh yeah and of course zammy with his original song people sing to it that's probably one of the first times i heard people sing to a song in uh, now you know remember how long probably when he got into the wwe it i want to say it was like 20 it was when he first turned heel like i had not noticed this before where it got where the fans were chanting along I, i'll be honest but like I, I don't know why they ever changed this theme song. I guess because he was a heel, they would just want to fuck with him. But what a choice to bring back the theme song! Like it's you know the chanting of law. Like I got emotional. Like just watching the entrance. Like the entirety of Canada, all of Montreal, all behind Sammy. Again, just the seat. This is this is money. In the, this is up there with money in the bank. It might even surpass it 
Money in Bank 2011 in terms of just per and just the entire crowd is behind one guy and completely against the other. And just the atmosphere of it was incredible. Like, and then the first, I want to say like good five to ten minutes of the match, nothing happened. You just heard the crowd cheer Sami Zayn and chant and booing the shit out of Roman Reigns. It was incredible. Oh yeah. Okay. So into the match. It's a, it's essentially a standard Roman match. It starts out very, very slow. You have like, you know, your typical rest holds. You have your typical like, you know, slow build, but it, it gets to the build. It then gets really hot. It gets to the finishers. And it, that was when the, the match was just incredible in that every single move like just had so much impact. Like the super the Superman punch, uh, every Superman punch, every Haluva kick, every spear. Like you, you were just, I was just on the edge of my seat. I don't know if, I don't know what you were feeling, but I was on the edge of my seat with every single spot. And then the ref bumps came. The mm. ref bumps, you know, you have Jimmy Uso coming out. Sami Zayn takes him out. Uh, and then Jay, and then, you know, um, Roman Reigns is able to take down uh, Sami Zayn. There's no ref. J- Jay Uso comes out. Uh, he he basically is hesitant to hit um, Sammy with a steel chair. Roman gives him a steel chair, and in kind of a, a mirror image of the Royal Rumble match, you know, you know he's like his back is facing Jay, and or his back is facing yeah facing Jay, and Jay looks like he's about to hit him with a steel chair, but you know, in a bit of a twist, Roman kind of sees it coming, and basically, you know, says, "What are you doing?" and then faith. Basically, also does the same thing to Sammy that he did, or does the same thing to Jay that he did to Sammy at Royal Rumble, just kind of shoving him in the head, you know, like, what are you doing? And then Sammy spears Jay, Roman spears him, hits him a bunch of times with a steel chair, and picks up the win. It was a, it was a deflating finish. I didn't, like, I look, it's a good finish. You know, it's, it's, good, it's perfect for kind of this storyline. But I wanted Sammy to win so bad that it, it was it was legitimately like I've never heard a crowd just essentially die on the vine the way that Montreal did. Like there were signs where you know if Roman wins, we riot. I honestly thought they were gonna riot, but no, it was very civilized. You know, just it, it literally killed the soul of the crowd. Yeah, I kind of want to know how this storyline will uh, progress with Jay being, well, not only speared by Sammy, but also kind of like reflecting on why am I here with Roman? Like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to progress. I haven't watched Raw yet. Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but like this makes you want to tune into Raw or SmackDown, like what a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. I want to. I want to know. Like, is it going to be Cody versus Roman? Like, is Sammy going to be inserted in there? Is Jay going to be inserted into that match? I don't know how they would actually really do that, but Jay is a very interesting figure in the storyline. Like, I mean, you know, going back to like, you know, if you want to go to OG, OG part of the Bloodline storyline, the Bloodline storyline started with Jay versus Roman. Like he was the defiant one at like the original like defiant one, and there's a storyline there to be told too. And you know, there, there's a lot of ways this could go. It probably ends with Cody versus Roman, which you know, in all honesty, like I, I'm still not into. But like I get it, you know, it I, it is a WrestleMania worthy main event. But I yeah. want Sammy, man. I wanted I wanted Sammy so bad to win this one. Yeah, that's too bad. And I wonder, I mean, anything could happen within the next, you know, month until, uh, whatchamacallit, WrestleMania. So I guess we'll see because, I, yeah, like, I don't, I still don't think uh, the Cody versus Roman is a, a good enough match, in my opinion. And is it still going to be if whoever wins gets both belts? we shall see <laughs> that so like i've heard reports like that they're, they're they've wanted to actually take one of the belts off roman for a while yeah they just never really pulled the trigger on it um yeah they need to split the belts like you know raw basically doesn't have a world champion right now 
Like, you know, the Elimination Chamber was for the U.S. champion. And while that match was really good and there were stakes, you need, it's not the world champion. It's, it just isn't, you know? You need a world champion, man. We'll, we'll see, like, if they can take one off Roman, you know? Because, like, Roman is Roman is the unstoppable beast. He is the, un, he is, like, he is the biggest star in WWE right now. There's no dispute of that. But That's you just it. might want to spread the wealth a little bit. Just a teeny bit. This makes me sound like I haven't watched WWE in a while, but does someone still have money in the bank uh, briefcase out there? Uh, oh, don't get me down that rabble. It, it, no, unfortunately. No. And the way they did it was the dumbest thing ever. So Austin Theory cashed in on uh, the U.S. championship oh. and lost the match. Oh. And he's the U.S. champion right now. How that happened, I actually don't remember. But like, what the fuck? How do you fuck that up so bad? Like, I thought the Otis one was bad enough. And like, the reason why that was bad is because you didn't stick with Otis. You gave it to the fucking Miz. This, yeah, they fucked up Money in the Bank so bad lately. But in typical WWE fashion, I'm still going to love that match. I'm still going to be anticipating and like really anticipating it. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see about this year's Money in the Bank. And if it's going to take that long for someone to, you know, rip a belt off of Roman Reigns with a money bank, that's that's stretching it, I feel. I hope he loses it in WrestleMania some way or another. Then, you know, they're even... <laughs> I hope they don't hold it for The Rock. It's like, The Rock isn't going to win it. <laughs> like, come on. Don't, like, Rock isn't... Rock probably isn't going to be there. Like, don't hold it for The Rock. Just give it to Cody if you need to. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's too bad we're not like deep into the pandemic anymore where you know WWE could, you know, <laughs> script the whole thing, if you know what I mean. Kind of do some camera cuts, give the wrestler some rest, cut back in and uh, you know, do their magic and uh, have maybe the rock <laughs> win the money and bake at the very end. I mean, they could always just do that. They did that with Brock Lesnar <laughs> that one time where Lesnar wasn't even in the match and somehow won it. <laughs> it, it genuinely is one of the most funny uh, finishes. At the same time, the most infuriating finish of all time. They just did it. Why not? <laughs> like, why not do it with The Rock? I, I don't hate that idea, actually. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel as great as, you know, The Rock showing up to WrestleMania and, you know, competing. But who knows? Maybe he will show up in Raw and... uh give a speech and maybe it'll be a triple threat match i don't see that happening i if he comes back and announces a match it's gonna be for next wrestlemania which is stupid <laughs> it's uh, that's just me hey they, they've done it before i i remember though when they first set up once in a lifetime i thought it was the dumbest shit ever it's like wrestlemania 2027 well wrestlemania 28 it's like the fuck i gotta wait one year for that fuck that and they still did it it was, it was good but like fuck that i'm not waiting a fucking year for it but okay one last thing about the match and this is just like generally in blood feuds in a match that's just been built up so much there's so much emotional baggage to it such high stakes to it don't go for a pinfall off a clothesline what are you doing like that that's the only thing i hate about like these kinds of matches where like, they'll hit, like, a suplex or, like, you know, a Uranagi or if you want to call it, or the rock bottom. That's not their finishing move. That never pin, that never gets a three count. Why are you going for a pin? That, to me, like, you know, it. I get why they do it. It's for the pacing of the match. But don't go for a pinfall, like, you know, 10 minutes into the match. When, when like, everyone in the building knows that's not going to be the finish. Like, spread them out more. Like, hit. Maybe after like a blue thunder bomb or like a you know a spear, like don't do it after like a Superman punch. A Superman punch has never pinned anyone. Yeah, I call that the two K WWE. Well, you need at least six Superman punches to uh, knock one person down, and another six spears to maybe knock them down even more, and maybe you'll get the free count. <laughs> Yeah, it just, it just doesn't work for me because, like, it, it really kills the mood a little bit. Like, 
you know, you, you, you really slow down the match that way. And it, I think it's unnecessary. The rest holds or whatever, that's for the, that's just going to be there, like to build up anticipation. A, a, a pin that like, you know, in, in the early parts of the match doesn't do anything for me. That's just me. I mean, it's happened probably. I don't know how many years now. It's been a thing, to be honest. And it's something I think like WWE has phased out a lot of things. This needs to be one of them. Hmm. Just maybe, but we're not going to see that anytime soon, are we? No, I don't think. Well, maybe Triple H is in charge. Like he's open to ideas, but we'll, we'll see. But ultimately, just a really captivating match, a great match. I don't know about it being an all timer, but this is an all time crowd. Again, like I think this beats money in the bank for me, in my opinion. Like, mm. granted, the finish does take it down a notch, is why, which is probably why it doesn't go above money in the bank. But it, it is, it is legitimately one of my, f- again, the, the finish like takes it out, but like it's probably one of the best matches I've ever seen. Mm, I see. Definitely in terms of story to captivate what, uh, you know, Sami Zayn is to the storyline is uh, pretty nice as well. The, yeah, the only other guy that I've seen do do this kind of stuff, like, as well, Walter. Walter has some amazing, like, David versus Goliath. David, like, just, it like, it builds to, like, David toppling Goliath and <laughs> Goliath is saying, fuck you, <laughs> like, at the end. He has, like, some of those most amazing deflating, like, deflating finishes of all time like walter is amazing if you guys ever have like at time watch walter versus Ilya dragonoff the first match watch walter versus tyler bay hell clash of the castle watch uh walter versus sheamus those kinds of matches are like my favorite kinds of matches just the baby face really really builds up and looks like you know he has hope and Walter is there to fuck you with a, like, fuck the person up with a clothesline. It's one of the greatest things I've I've ever seen. Watch it. Watch any Walter uh, WWE match when you guys have a chance. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Any closing thoughts? Well, can't wait for the Wednesday's game against uh, Portland, I believe. I think it's is Thursday. It, is it Thursday? I, keep, I don't know why I keep on saying Wednesday. Let me check just to make sure. I, no, I think you are right. It, it, it probably is the Thursday because uh, there is no game on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there's no game on Wednesday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's definitely Thursday. Which, um, yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, seems like it's gonna be a good game because, I mean, it. Both teams are fairly cool. Uh, no. It, it, <laughs> They're pretty, uh, Portland's pretty far down there, and that's one of the things that really sucked about All Star Weekend. Shane Sharp needed to be in the like, why the hell did he pull out? Why? Oh, what happened with Shane Sharp? He was supposed to be in the dunk contest to do what? (laughs) He's a great dunker. Like, Mm. you've seen, have you seen some of his dunks? Oh my gosh, I I thought you. For some reason, I kept on thinking Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. I was like, why, why is he? <laughs> well, he can dunk too, maybe. Maybe. He's he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. I think he was at All-Star Weekend. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's Shannon Sharp. But Shannon Sharp, yeah, I, I'd say he should have. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they recruit or how the NBA recruits these kind of guys to be in the dunk contest and... Uh, you know, if it were to be anything, we would have seen, you know, other talents be in it as well. Uh, so Portland is, uh, four and a half games behind the Kings right now. The, uh, bad news, unfortunately, it is going to be a back-to-back for the Kings. Apparently they face Portland and then go to LA the next night to face the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are going to be interesting. And guess who got <laughs> into the Clippers? It, it, it so for those of you that didn't hear, Russell Westbrook is planning to sign with the Clippers. Apparently, the they can basically sign him as early as Wednesday, and he will be available on Friday. Now, my question to you: Is that a good thing for the Kings or the bad thing for the Kings that he plays? I'm gonna say this: It's gonna be a bad thing 
because Westbrook, in my opinion, is always going to be a potential Kings killer in a lot of senses. Then again, it is Russell Westbrook, and we could see a Russell Westbrook game from, you know, years on end. And this is going to be, I'm going to say, maybe the first or second game of him being in a newly acquired team. Was it the fifth team in the past five seasons? Something so, like that. Yeah, he's bounced around a lot. So he might be a little rusty, maybe getting acclimated to, you know, his new team. And he's probably going to do a lot of dumb crap uh, because, you know, he doesn't have the chemistry yet with the Clippers, probably. I'm going to say that. And, uh, yeah, it would just be uh, – take it takes him some time and we'll probably see a bad game from him. So I'm going to just say maybe. <laughs> Kings are going to go through a murderous row of games, too. Like, every single game is going to matter, like, basically down the stretch. But, like, you, you, like, I'm going to read down the list. So, you got Portland. That's a yeah. co- that's a Western Conference rival. Clippers, they're right on your ass, basically, for the third seed. OKC twice. They're kind of out of it, but, like, they're, they, they fight. Like, there's, there's some, t- that's a tough ass team, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the Clippers again. You got Minnesota after that. New Orleans, New York, and Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Chicago is probably the first game where I'm like saying the Kings should should be favored in that game. <laughs> it is a murderous row of games I'm looking at right now, and yeah, the Kings are going to have to bring it. You hope that that rest is really going to be able to rejuvenate them. Yeah, from what I've heard, I want to say from an article they said we're. We have one, what, the fourth toughest schedule right out of All-Star break? Um, yeah, that really depends, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say it's going to be a tough road uh, into the playoffs, but, I mean, as long as we win those winnable games and, you know, possibly win here and there with those uh, close games, I think we should be fine. Yeah, uh, like I think I think someone said like if the Kings just go five hundred, they they would have what fit, like forty five wins or like forty four wins. Forty one. Not even forty one. Forty one. They would be like forty five or something. Like it, you you would have like you'd be over five hundred, and that would be fine. But mm-hmm. it is going to be tough, and the Kings are going to need to bring it. Oh yeah, with how jumbled this Western Conference is. I mean, if we were in the East, we'd be, what, barely holding on to the 7th, 8th seed, to be honest. Yeah, the yeah the West, I mean, the East is really good this year. It really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, we have, yeah, we'd be the 7th seed right now. Yeah, it's... it's or actually, <laughs> we'd probably be the 6th seed, because Knicks have 27 losses. Hmm, let's see. Uh, I, I'm not going to... Too much into it, but yeah, I mean, the East is tough in the top end of uh, their standings. Either uh, way, the Kings are don't have an easy road, and they're going to need to fight every single game, and it's not going to get any easier. And you know, hopefully, like hopefully, the entire team just comes together. And you know, again, like the team, like Monty definitely prop definitely trusted in the chemistry of this team. And even though he did try to make trades, but like he, he definitely, like the team definitely values chemistry very highly. So let's see if it wins out uh, in the end. Oh yeah. And if it doesn't, there's always the off season to be honest. All right. Okay. Um, Anything else? Uh, You want to talk about Myers Leonard and uh, let's see who else uh, got uh, signed to a contract. Where did Myers only get signed? I forgot. He got signed to the Bucks for a 10-day. Cool. Sure. I don't... Myers Leonard hasn't played in a while, so I just, I just don't know. Um, There was another guy. <laughs> for some reason, I keep on slipping his name, and I could see his face right now, and I should know his name. Why the hell do I not know his name? I don't... I'm not even sure who to check, to be honest. Uh... How do I Kevin Love? Fuck me. Oh, Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, Miami. That that's gonna actually be interesting. He he's a I wouldn't say he's a big um signing, but it he's gonna help them for sure. 
yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. But sadly, at this point, Miami has been kind of like on a downward spiral for me in terms of getting their hopes up, uh, you know, going far into the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah, they just don't have the depth. They don't have enough guys. And, like, their guys, like, they have to choose offense or defense, unfortunately, with Tyler Hero. And they just they just don't have that extra guy. Yeah, like the run that they, they had during the bubble, man, that was a fun run. Then right after, I, I had pretty high hopes <laughs> that they would go back. But so far, I mean, Jimmy Butler is getting up there, sadly. And, uh, you know, he tried his best last year. But, I mean, I don't know how much he has left in him, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like they just they just don't have the horses to, dr- like, drag them through the regular season. And, you know, I just, like, he doesn't have enough to go through the playoffs either. Like, it kind of shows you last year. Like, their offense is just all over the place. It's it's not a great offense, I'll I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah, so I think picking up Kevin Love is big for them, though. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I I would want to say they're on the, eh, it's kind of a jumbo. Like, a lot of guys are on the older end and there's a lot of young guys so i don't know yeah and then the duncan robinson thing that's that's just unfortunate oh yeah that's for sure uh let's um anything else um yeah the myers on anything i I don't have much of an opinion he hasn't played in a while so i just don't think it'll really affect any i don't think i don't think it does anything yeah we shall see Oh, uh, last thing. I think I forgot to mention this uh, before the commercial break. Kings did say send Jay Triano to scout Sasha Vezenkov over in the Greek League, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. He might be coming in the offseason for all we know. Um, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, from what I remember, I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. He's like, uh, what? Uh, Belitsia 2.0 in some ways. Yeah, basically, doesn't really play much. Not really great defensively either. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> just, just perfect for the Kings, isn't that right? Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. Maybe he could give the Kings another huge offensive boost. Who knows? Yeah, might as well play 100% offense and you know let the defense work its way through. I guess. Look, as as I'll always say. The best de- sometimes the best defense is just making the other team take the ball out of the net. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Just need to get better rebounding as well. That's that's another thing. Jesus, rebounding and defense. Yeah, and you know, like it, it's it's hard to really pinpoint what the Kings truly need. They basically need like a better version of like Trey Lyles is basically what it is. We'll see if like the Kings can get that in the off season. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I, I feel like we need something for the bench, but reality, I feel like the bench should be like good enough. I feel like it's a really good deep bench that we have that just for some reason hasn't been producing as of late. Yeah, like I really hope Davion figures it out. Like I love Davion, but like he's he's not been good as of late. And, you know, like if he figures it out, like I think that's I think that really unlocks a lot of the defense or unlocks a lot of the Kings, because then you have like two shot creators off the bench, because right now you have Malik. And if Malik doesn't have it going, you're kind of screwed off the bench. Yep. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys back on the next one. Yep, we'll see you guys later.